Because I guess everything that we are telling you guys, it's quite generalised. So this way it's a little bit more specific and tailored to you. Welcome to The Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, a social media manager and fashion designer. And I'm Bart Dace, a businessman by day, but more importantly, Ella's Insta husband. (laughs) Together, we run a social media company called Ella Bazaar Creative. We're here to talk about the social business world and the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. We haven't done one together in ages. We haven't. You've been off talking to all of your friends and left me out. <laughs> it's all right. I've been busy too. Hey, it's been valuable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the podcasts got some good feedback, so I can't complain on that. <laughs> yes. Before we get into whatever it is that you want to talk about today, <laughs> I have, well, we have a very, very exciting announcement. This has been something that you guys have been asking us for, and especially if you have done my Instagram for business course, everyone has asked, what's next? I want something more. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do a part two to the course. Oh, dear. Mm. And I guess everyone wants something with Bart as well, because you guys know how he's a clever cookie. So we have created a membership Mm. and if this is something that you're interested in, then I will leave the link below. Otherwise DM me and it is all about social media and business. There will be one live once a month Mm -hmm. with me and Bart. Yep. We'll be doing a training session and then a Q&A. So you will actually be able to ask us anything and we'll sort of be doing like a hot seats section. Yeah. So, I mean, just to explain where this sits, I suppose, you know, with the podcast and with the YouTube, we're sort of talking at you, giving information. Um, Some of the stuff, obviously, we get from you guys and, you know, the ideas and that sort of thing, but we're sort of presenting to you. Um, Then, of course, you know, you've got the course, which is quite interactive. You know, there's there's back and forth and there's support channels and and, and there's a chat and obviously the, the content itself. And we wanted something sort of in the middle um, where basically you guys can ask us questions and we can answer them directly and specifically. So that's where we sort of put the membership together. Um, and essentially, you know, what we can do is actually give you direct feedback for mm. every single specific question. Um, and we're probably going to put that through in a bit of a hot seat. So f- from a format perspective, we're going to have the live, we're going to have a hot seat. We're going to get those questions out early from our selected person who will be part of the group so they can have, you know, part of, obviously the, membership. Part of the membership, of course, mm-hmm. uh, of which we've got quite a few already which is great to see so cool yeah and then um basically what we're going to do after that is probably you know do the do the topic have a conversation do the hot seat stuff and then we'll do a follow-up video where we actually break down a bit more of the theory and the stuff Mm -hmm. um for those that enjoy the topic on the hot seat and sort of want to explore it further we'll put an extra hour video where we really go into the nuts and bolts of it all if that makes sense yeah um and then of course it'll be on kajabi which is awesome yeah so everything will be recorded 
like the live will be recorded and that training video and it will all be hosted in Kajabi. So it doesn't matter what point you join the membership, you'll always be able to go back, log into Kajabi and rewatch every single video. Yeah, correct. And not only that, I mean, what we're really chasing here is a high level of interaction. So yeah. we want people to ask questions. We want people to be hitting us up. Um, and if you're wanting to put your hand up and you've got some really you know, burning questions, we can actually grab your business, grab your situation and talk it through with you and share yeah. that information. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll try and keep it as private as we can or as high level as we can. But the whole idea is really to nail things for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, do it in a do it in a great format that everybody else can learn off, off your sort of situation. Because I guess everything that we are telling you guys, it's quite generalized. So this way yep. it's a little bit more specific and tailored to you. Correct. So if you are interested, you want to join our membership, it's called Grand Fam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very exciting. We actually kick off this week and there'll be one live once a month. Yep. Woohoo. Very good. Excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Very excited, yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, yes. So today's topic um, was actually one that I wanted to pick um, out because, mm-hmm. yeah, we sort of are in a bit of an interesting space and we've done some reading and, and listening to some other podcasts and that sort of stuff. And where we're at at the moment, it's it's a pretty interesting world sort of, I'm going to call it post-COVID. It's probably not quite post-COVID, but it's sort mm-hmm. of getting to that position, especially in, in SA and WA and some of the other states looking a lot more positive. But and there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, the the way people do business and the way people communicate has changed forever. I think, you know, before you would have a phone call, that phone call was generally in, in business anyway to lead to a meeting. You'd have a catch-up, you'd do a face-to-face meeting, uh, and then you'd do business. That's obviously not happening as much anymore. So you've got this huge, you know, video platform uh, adoption, which is, which is great in many ways, but, you know, <laughs> you lose a lot of that personal touch, whether you like to know it or not. Um, some people can get be, be distracted if they've got multiple screens. They could be looking at you and looking at Facebook on the other screen or whatever it might be. So there's a distraction process. You can't you can't read the, the bodily cues and that sort of stuff. And um, what I was really I sort of chatted to the team about it um, on Monday because you know they're all sort of feeling a bit lost, especially at the junior level. Um, and it, it's really a change in process and a change in approach, right? Because if you're a, a BDM, which is a business development manager which is sort of a new business person, which I've got a couple under me, um, they basically thrive on first meetings, new meetings, finding new deals, getting mm-hmm. new deals, you know, being the front of the, the coal fire for sales. It's also like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, it's a cool process. And, I mean, for me, I was a BDM, you know, a good five years ago, whatever it is, and I really got excited. You get a meeting, you look someone in the eye, you give them a handshake, you, you can read those body language, those cues, and you can read if they like you, if they don't, if, you, if they're just shopping you or whatever, right? But mm. from a sales perspective, it's a massive, massive point. And the thing is like you, you with a meeting, like when you, when you book a first meeting, if someone takes it, you kind of know they're interested, mm-hmm. right? If someone doesn't take a meeting, they're not interested. Mm. Nowadays with the, with the, you know, the video format, what you've noticed is because everyone's calendars freed up, people are taking meetings just kind of for the sake of meetings potentially. So mm-hmm. because their calendar is more available, they will take a meeting which is it's not as clear cut as if we were doing a face-to-face meeting, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then when you do have them, it's extremely hard to read specifically mm-hmm. all the details, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's pretty much, I suppose, a snapshot of the situation. But 
What I wanted to talk about today is actually the habit because from a sales perspective, from a business perspective, everything becomes a habit, right? And everybody obviously goes out and does goal setting and all these wonderful things, which is great, but they don't look at the process about how to get there and Mm. nobody falls in love with the process. So I sort of took this topic out of the sales thing because essentially from a sales perspective and from a a frontline salesperson, they get into a habit of doing face-to-face meetings and doing really, really well. Now that the the game has changed, you need to reassess your habits, which is something that we do quite regularly. Um, You know, look at your habits. Are they aligned to what you want to be outcome, you know, what your outcomes want to be? And, you know, really drill down into those habits on a personal level, of course. And then from there, also from a business perspective. So, you know, I mean, from a day-to-day task, you know, you get up, you read your email, you've got your daily sort of run sheet that you go through. That's a habit, right? Yeah. The only difference between personal and business is what makes you money and and the rest (laughs) is obviously about you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. No, it does. And I, I think this really applies in the social media world as well because a lot of people don't really know how to even get that first meeting. But like you said, people are just booking them and then it's hard to see yeah if they're interested 100 percent, 100 percent. like you know they might just take the meeting because then they're on a meeting and they don't have to be on another call (laughs) type thing literally just fill up their calendar if you're on a meeting all day you can say at the end of the day i had a busy day i had heaps of meetings but what did you actually do so i actually broke this down with the team a little bit about the difference between (laughs) hitting hitting the microphone just hit my head on the microphone Wow, special. Um, (laughs) Breaking this down a little bit, we're talking about being effective versus being efficient. Um, And obviously a lot of people, because we're in this virtual world, what's actually happening is people are looking at everything as a task, Mm. right? You look, you go jump on, I'm going to be really busy, I'm going to get all these tasks, I'm going to tick the box, I'm going to get to the end of the day and I'm going to be really, really good thinking that that is actually the way to be you know, successful. Mm-hmm. And if you look at everything as a task, if you complete the most tasks, you win. Yeah, great, sounds like a game. But that's actually not accurate because when you're talking about people, you can't be you know, efficient with people. You have to be effective, right? And this is where the real crux of the conversation comes out um, because essentially when you're online and virtual, you're treating people as a task, not as a person, right? And you're losing that personal aspect, which mm. you would have got out of the face-to-face meeting. You're just ticking it off. 100%. You're just ticking that box, ticking that box, ticking that box. And, you know, because you're in a virtual world and you're working from home, you're like, oh, I had 10 meetings today. I had a great day. Obviously, I was doing the right thing and I'm going to be successful, which is probably incorrect. You need to be more effective. So I said to the team, I said, look, if you do, you know, you're doing a virtual meeting, with a customer, we have, and, and a successful BDM's habit is to spend the first 10 minutes doing a discovery process with the customer and actually getting a personal understanding about who they are, right, and, and what they do in the business. Now, because we've been in a virtual world and everybody's got this task-focused approach, what they're actually doing is they're just jumping straight into it. Hey, guys, thanks very much for jumping on the meeting. Right, so here's your situation. This is where we're going to go bang. And you're pulling out that whole personal piece out of it, if that makes sense. And it's actually to everyone's detriment. So what I did is I said to the team, I said, look, let's be effective with people. Every single time you get into a meeting, spend the first 10 minutes just having a chat right? Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because some people on the other side are not used to that. They mm. just want to get on with it. And you're like, hey, I, hey. I notice you do that every time, even when you get a sales call from someone or when, whenever you need to like book our car in for a service or whatever it yeah. is, you always do that. Yeah. You spend five minutes just having a chat. You know, I mean, someone calls me the other day. It's like, hey, mate, how's things? I was like, oh, mate, sunshine, chance of butterflies looking pretty good. Got some plans for the weekend. doesn't matter what it is. I spend five minutes and then the guy, you know, it breaks his train of thought from a task focused perspective. And he goes, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I've got plans too. Do you know what mm. I mean? And then you get to that personal aspect. But 
taking a high level snapshot this is a habit approach right so Mm -hmm. people have gotten now into the habit of being task focused and being a good bdm you 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 were in the habit of face to face of spending 15 minutes get to knowing each other and and obviously building that relationship right so the habit formation it's a really good time to obviously you know reassess your general habits Mm -hmm. your personal habits and see if they align to your goals especially as we're coming up to the end of the year Yeah. yeah yeah quickly before you go on do you want to just tell people who don't know what a BDM is? Business Development Manager. I just said that before, didn't I? I don't know. Ah, okay, cool. So Business <laughs> Development Manager is a frontline salesperson, works in corporate, and basically gets paid commission on new business only. So they're mm-hmm. out there meeting, greeting, bringing new business in, in, in the door, and that's it, right? Yeah. So they are And so what Bart does sales. is he manages a lot of these people. Yeah, correct. As well as other stuff, but just just so you know where he's coming yeah, from. <laughs> correct. So these guys basically live and die by the sale, right? So these yeah. guys, you're either a BDM or you're not, mm-hmm. right? And it takes a specific personality type to actually be that a big, good, a successful BDM. There's, there's a couple of personality types, but the general approach is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to be hungry and interested and those sort of things. But yeah, the habit of being a successful person uh, is obviously quite important and, and with the digital world it's really really good to reassess and break it down and go backwards and actually think about how to change you know your process yeah. to actually make sure you're being effective not not just efficient and specifically when it comes to people I suppose is the first talking, talking point that I want to raise yeah no I agree yeah I agree anything to add you're just like yep cool Nailed i'm listening it. no okay going. Cool. yeah cool all right so evolving from that what we wanted to have a chat what i wanted to sort of bring that back to which is something that we actually do quite regularly is you know in your personal life you want to be successful cool um you go ahead and be like here's my goals people put down the goals those other people that actually want to go down and then they say, you know, I'll put a process behind it, mm-hmm. right? And then essentially they'll say, cool, this amount of exercise is going to lose me this much weight. This amount of diet is going to lose me this much weight, right? Mm. So you put some strategy in there. And most people kind of get there. But the other thing is also that people don't get all the way down to, and I'm reading this book at the moment called Atomic Habits, which is weaving in really nicely at the moment, mm-hmm. is actually talking about embodying the process and the person that you want to be. So a really good example is a smoker. So like if someone's quitting smoking and they go out and someone offers him a smoke, they go, oh, hey, man, would you like a smoke? He goes, no, I'm trying to quit. So he's a person who's embodying the idea of a person that was smoking that is trying to quit, right? If the second person say, hey, man, do you want to smoke? Also, you know, just quit. And he says, no, mate, I don't smoke. It's a very different dynamic between what type of people that they embody Right, and mm-hmm. that flows into their process. That flows into you know how they actually approach the situation, and obviously will drive them towards the success much better, much quicker. If that makes sense. I have a good quote that will wrap Shoot. this up nicely. I like wrapping things up. Visualize nicely. your higher self and show up as them. That's very woo woo. I like it. It's not woo woo. It's woo woo, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it is true, and and. The book you're reading ties in nicely to the one I read about the alter ego effect, and that's exactly what he says. He says when you're in a meeting, for example, if you're in a sales meeting and you just can't close the deal, show up as the person that does close the deal. How how are they feeling? How what are they? What would they say? How would they stand? What would they wear? Yeah. Show up as that person, and then you'll be like, wow, well, I've stepped out of my self doubt and who I am, and then into. Yep. The person that can close the deal. 100% embodying it, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. So th- that's really funny you say that because, um, you know, when people do speeches and they go, oh, they get nervous, 
you know, I just tell myself I don't get nervous. So you know what happens? You don't though. I don't get nervous. <laughs> yeah, but that's because when I was in high school, I was like, I'm not going to get nervous. I don't get nervous. And I've been telling myself that for years and years and years. Now I don't get nervous. No, you don't. Right? So, I mean, it's one of those things. Um, and in terms of obviously embodying your outcomes and that sort of stuff, um, you, you really need to, it's really down to your core and what you've been telling yourself for years becomes your habits, right? Mm. So th- from, a, from a success you know, point of view, everybody's very, very focused on the goals, right? But no one's interested in the actual process to get there. And, and people think that be. the goals... The it's, process the, it's actually the fun part. The fun part. You can't just wake up and be like, boom, success. Yeah. Because well, we, we were actually talking about this with a lotto, right? So, yeah. like, if someone wins the lottery, right, and they're broke, chances are they will lose all their money and they'll go broke again. If in, someone, the f- in what is it? It's like in the first year, depending on how much they win, of course. Yeah, but, but most people, I think yeah. it's the first five years goes back to zero, right? Because they are not wealthy in their own mind. They don't know how to control the money, the right? They don't know the process. People that build themselves up to a massive amount of wealth and lose it all often rebuild it even quicker the second time. Yeah, because they, that makes sense. The they process. got the process, right? 100%. So the other thing is also, you know, the system is, and the process, a system is a habit, I suppose, is what I'm trying to get to. For a, from a business perspective, a system is a business habit, Right. So in your personal life, your habits determine your, your personality and who you are and those sort of things that you embody. From a business perspective, that's your system, right? So we spend a lot of time and what we've actually done in our business is focus very heavily on the systems approach, right? So I've kind of taken that idea working for, for a large company, you know, at the moment we're top 25 ASX, everything's systemized. Mm. Like the system is everything, right? As soon as the system is broken, the wheels fall off and we have people that come in and actually fix the system. Mm-hmm. So taking that approach to our, our business, as soon as we can automate something or as soon as we can get a plug in and take yeah. that task away, if you have to do it more than once, you put it into place, right? Yeah. But then that also bleeds into like, your approach to everything, you know, how you respond to an inquiry, what process there is around, you know, a complaint management or an onboarding process, all this sort of stuff is actually the crux of your business and leads you to success. Yeah. Also, if something doesn't go right, if something uh, if, the, if something happens and someone is unhappy or you don't get the result that you want, you'll try again and put a process in place and that's exactly what we do as well. Yes. So That's a at, big the, one. at the beginning of this year, we invested a little bit of money in creating automated contracts and automated documents that I would yep. send out because, you know, when you're onboarding a client or when I'm creating a proposal or a strategy, there's a lot of the stuff that is recreated over and over and I send out a lot of the same. But if I create something that is really beautiful, high level and can be automated... Mm. That, I feel like that has made a massive impact on our business this 100%. year. 100%. And the thing is, like, every single time something goes wrong, uh, it goes back to that book, A Complaint is a Gift. Yeah. Every time something goes wrong, don't look at the goal, don't look at the outcome, look at the process and be like, yeah. cool, how can I process this out so that next time it happens, it knows what to, mm-hmm. it knows how to fix it. So here's an example. Obviously, you know, you want to go on holiday. Yeah, right? and this you're is a big have... one that I did. I talked about the other day on my yeah, Insta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're talking about something slightly different. But if you go on holiday and you wanted someone to come in and run your business for mm-hmm. four weeks, right, okay. brand new off the side of the road, and you went, cool, here's my business, run it, right? They would be like, uh, okay, they wouldn't know how to handle anything. But if you gave them a process document yeah. that had an answer for every single scenario, mm-hmm. they would be like, yep, cool, they could do it. Right? Yeah. So nobody actually works on that process. They just keep it in their head. And this is kind of why a lot of business owners get stitched to the company because they can never leave because they got everything in their head. They don't put it down on paper. Yeah. It's yeah. important. It is. It's important. It's important. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were saying about your leave process. That's a good example. Oh, so 
I had a lot of anxiety about taking a few days off because we went away a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this time, oh no, this time, a year ago when it was Christmas and I took some, I took <laughs> Christmas off um, and someone wasn't too happy about a post that went up and they were like, okay, oh, can you change it right now? And I was like, well, I'm at Christmas lunch. And with my family. With my family. And yeah. I did send you everything, whatever. And now from that, because it was it was unsettling for me, it, it was a mass, massive wake-up call that, okay, well, maybe I need to put more processes in place. Yeah. I need to have a few more things like... Um, like the contract, like getting people to actually, even if they're, even if they receive something from me, reply. Even if you have, even if you're happy, even if you're not, whatever it is. But we have all these processes in place now, yep. so that I can take a few yeah, days so off. And p- it's correct. So the point of the story now, the lesson learned from that is, beginning of November, we give everybody four to six weeks notice that on the leave period that mm. every, that will be going into caretaker mode, and essentially all the work will be done leading up to there, but there will be no one to get on the phone and respond to you in an emergency type thing, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you can have a bit of a break, all the work's done, the customer's happy, you're happy, there's none of this you know fringe stuff, right? And the, the thing is, and, and the other thing I wanted to highlight about this is that a lot of people go and sit down and do a lot of goal setting in their business, which is great, but nobody looks at the process, right? Yeah. And the thing is about goals is goals is a success. It's a black or white. I hit my goal or I didn't, right? It's a very, very positive or negative thing and you become polarized. It's mutually exclusive. And, and it's not really that good to look at it that way. Um, obviously, you've got to set goals, which is always nice to, to, to report on. And in business, it's hard not to set goals because financially, everything will tell you if you're winning or losing. But if you fall in love with the process and you actually work on having a really, really good process, then it's not so black and white because your process is always changing. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, we have a process now and something might go slightly wrong on the Christmas leave than it didn't last year. So mm-hmm. we would have to update the process. Yeah. But we feel more confident every day because we're building our processes out as we build, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not so worried about like the outcome. We're worried about the process. Yeah. I'm going to take this back to also Instagram and when you buy followers, right? So, hundred percent. People, and I'm sure everybody is getting spammed with, oh, you can you can pay me right now and you'll get thirty thousand followers. Whatever. My inbox is full of these spam DMs of people just saying, I'll get you more followers, get you more followers. But it's also the process. If you get more followers. If you one, if you buy followers and there's no one there, there's no one there to purchase from you. There's no one actually there to mm. listen. Your business doesn't actually grow because there's no one there. Yeah, but you th- th- that's the thing, right? People are so goal orientated in that. What they really want, let's unpack that a little mm-hmm. bit. They want their friend to say, "Oh my God, you got thirty thousand followers." That's all they're buying them for. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. They're not interested. So it doesn't matter if you have five thousand followers or ten thousand followers or a hundred thousand. If you've got five thousand real followers that you can sell into, yeah. it's worth hundreds of thousands that you can't. Yeah, right because the process is your business to sell into it it's not about having the followers the followers just just the outcome yeah right 100 percent. like people are literally just buying followers so that their friends can say that's cool it is it's a vanity metric thing (sighs) exactly but you need you need to know the process you need to know how how you've grown your platform how you've grown your business what have you done to get the results that you want what has yep. worked, what hasn't worked. Yeah, and do an it's audit, right? So yeah. in financial terms, you do an audit of your accounts once a quarter on average minimum. You can do it annually if you're a bit lazy, sure. We do ours quarterly, but we do like an end of the month 
wrap up and sort of figure out good and bad the other thing actually that's probably not true we do it probably daily we chat about it all the time and put processes in place but actually structuring it in place to actually look at your processes is a really good idea because then that will start aligning to success and they, they call it strategic alignment right so if your goals and your processes are 100% aligned to your business goals and you just follow the process, follow the bouncy ball, they say, it's highly likely you'll achieve that. And what you do is you check in quarterly to see how you're tracking against your goal, but you're looking at your process to get to the goal. And if you're on par or you're on track, you can just stick to the plan. If it's not working, you tweak it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. That's it. And if you don't know what to do, that's that's where a coach or a mentor comes in so that's what I do a lot of the time people will book in for sessions with me and the first thing we'll do is an audit we'll go through every single thing what's working what's not working what you can change right now and I I make them do half of it while we're on the phone or on the zoom call because it's happened before where I've told them I've given them the information and they haven't implemented any of it and then they're like oh it's not working like we haven't done it yeah 100% so it's very true because what actually happens is process this habit you know especially with a business you are your business you are your habit and what what we talk about in coaching in social media and in business is it's a a mindset right because the whole idea is I can tell you how to fix a specific problem, right? But if a slightly different problem comes out and it's 10% different, you don't know how to deal yeah. with it, right? It's the age-old teach a man how to fish thing. So the whole idea is to tease out the issues and the shortfalls from a knowledge perspective, address those and get your mindset up to scratch yeah. so that you can basically go out and hunt for yourself and go and fish for yourself, right? Yeah. That's it's, it's an old saying because it's valid and that is extremely valid in business because some people are like, oh, you know, they'll go out and do the right thing and get a business coach and get a social media coach and whatever, but they won't actually listen because they're not actually interested. They think by getting the person that they, they're going to get the outcome. The problems are solved. Yeah, correct. But they actually have to embody the process, learn the platform, be interested in it. And if you're not interested in outsource it, right? Like if, if you really don't want to do it, just pay someone else to do it. So, you know, you can pay someone to do your business plan. They will do it, right? And if you want to follow the bouncy ball, all good. You know what they call that? A franchise. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. If you want to buy a Guzman and Gomez franchise, it'll cost you a million bucks, right? They tell you the whole business process. They know the process. They know the process. It's flat packed, ready to go. You find a location. You put a guzzy in place. You hire a whole bunch of people. (laughs) A guzzy, yeah. yeah. And literally, but that's what a franchise is. It's yeah. a set book of processes. If you don't want to follow it, go buy one, right? If you want to build it yourself, mm. you've got to get hands Alternatively, dirty. Alternatively, you can pay someone to do your business plan. Yeah, you can. And you, you can. can follow that. But yes, you can. But then again, it's that adaptive thing because a business plan is a point in time and it's a very good yeah. place to start from. Yeah. But then you need to be Does astute to enough to evolve. revisit it and involve it, right? So that's where your interest level comes in and whether you're passionate about it or not, yeah. you know? So with a lot of my clients, I'll do a new strategy at the beginning of the year and then we'll re- revisit that six months in because, one, you may have hit goals or something may have changed. You may have be evolving your business. Product services might change. Yep. Lots of things change. 100%. There's three, Reels. Con- <laughs> There's three constants in life, death, taxes, and change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are you being so negative? I'm not. I'm just saying changes, changes, changes. There. The other thing, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cap that off with changes opportunity, uh, because yes, as soon is. as everything moves, there's a little gap somewhere, and you just got to find that gap and fill it. Yeah, I know. So many people are reluctant to get on reels. They're like, I just, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to learn. It's like TikTok. I don't want to be dancing. <sighs> I've got a list of things that I have heard people say that they just don't want to do it. But 
it's incredible for your business. There's yeah. nothing you can do in 15 seconds that is going to benefit your business more. No, correct. And I think you've been repeating yourself a lot because it's a very valid, valid well, because point. Because people are still on the fence. Nah, got to do it. Got to do it. Anyway, sweetie, we've come to the end of our podcast. It was a juicy topic. I think um, this will be popping up a lot more potentially in the, in uh, the membership. membership, which we're pretty excited about. Um, yeah, anything else to add? If you guys are keen, please let me know. DM me. Oh, one more thing. I have been sending out my spring sticker pack to anyone that leaves us a review on the podcast. So if you do, I think actually I'll have my summer ones ready real soon too. So if you leave us a review on iTunes, send me a screenshot to my DMs and I will email you the spring sticker pack to say thank you. For free. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, for free. Cool. As a thank you. I know. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.